0: Morning. I'm so elated, uh, and the title of my message uh, is uh, The Substance of Faith. I'm going to be looking at the subject of faith. Okay. Everything that you do in this life and, uh, and everything that you receive in this life and everything that you are going to receive after this service must be received on the platform or on the basis of faith. The Bible clearly states that whatever is received out of faith is seen. So it's not only adultery, it's not only prostitution, and sin, but when you receive anything spiritual, out of faith is sin. So when I look and read the book of Hebrews, which is our classical book, it's believed that the book of Hebrews was written by Apostle Paul with the help of Barnabas and the other apostles. But if you check on the tone, the complexion, of the uh, literature and the diction that is in the book of Hebrews, you find out that most of the language that is there is Apostle Paul. So 90% of the stuff that is in the book of Hebrew we credit to Apostle Paul. Then 10% it was Barnabas and the other Apostles that helped to collect and to put this manuscript which is so powerful. I'm going to read from the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11, subsection 1. Then I will read um, Subsection 33, then I will bring a synoptical rendition of this subject that we're going to be dealing with the subject of faith. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. 2. For by faith, trust, and holy favor, born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, and put in order and equipped for their intended purposes by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of the things which are visible. So Apostle Paul uh, is telling us on this uh, element, which is one of the most important elements when it comes to the kingdom of God, there are a lot of elements that uh, speaks and touches people's lives and that changes people's lives faith being one of those elements prayer is one of the elements wisdom another element revelation prophecy these are some of the elements that god uses when he wants to birth a spiritual assignment and establish it in a civilization so two assignments that faith carries number one is to give birth to the spirituality then establish the spirituality is another thing to give birth to the spirit and it's another thing to establish the spirituality. The Bible says, believe the Lord your God and you shall be established, and believe the prophets and you shall prosper. So there must uh, be a correlation between the blessing of the spirituality and the establishment of the spirituality. When you birth something spiritual, maybe you birth an idea that is spiritual, it does not end in birthing, but you must be in a position to establish that idea so that it may become a manifestation. So this element must be in place for every believer who needs to manifest greater works in God. So when the Bible is saying now faith is the substance, faith is the material, faith is the tangibility, faith is the assurance or the conviction of the things that we hope for. Hope is found in time. So which means in the realms of the Spirit, there is no faith. Why? Because in the realms of the Spirit, you don't need to faith for things, for things to transpire in your life. Things, they happen at the speed of your thought. When Adam was in Eden, he could think of a place and he could be at that particular place. He did not need faith to travel. He could think of establishing a spiritual fact, and that fact could be established without thinking and waiting for its establishment. Why? Because the Bible says faith is the assurance of things hoped for. What is hope? Hope is waiting with the sense that something one day might happen in time. So faith is that element, that is spiritual, that was captured in our own cosmos and in our ecosystem and the Bible says it is the evidence of the things that are not seen, the evidence of the things that are not seen, not unreal. So which means because you can't see the spiritual realm, it doesn't mean that it's not real. Because you can't see your blessing, it doesn't mean that your blessing is not real. Because you you can't see the glory of God upon your heart, it doesn't mean that the glory is unreal. Because you can't see angels in this place, it doesn't mean that angels are unreal. But faith is that evidence of the unseen things. When you've got faith, it makes the unseen to be seen. So what precedes faith is action. Faith without action is dead. So when you faith for a thing and believe God for a thing, you must act upon that which you are faithful for. If you faith that one day I'm gonna establish a company, you must work towards establishing a company. So faith is the tangibility, that thing that you touch. When you believe God, that's faith. Faith is not when you stand with bold face and say, I'm gonna make it in the H which For Faith is not when you declare that I'm going to drive my Lamborghini this year. No, faith is the manifestation of that which will believe in. When you believe God for a marriage, in the process of dating, that's not faith. In the process it's believing, you're waiting with the sense of hope that something may happen. But the day you marry, the day you get married, that's faith. So faith believes in things that are tangible. Yet though the things that are tangible, you cannot find them in the physicality, they are found in the realms of the Spirit. But you must use faith as a transport to transport that which is tangible in the realm of the Spirit to come and manifest in your physicality. That's why the Bible says we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Uh, we don't receive things by our own hands, we receive things by faith. So, faith believes in something. It has got its contingence in something. The fulcrum of faith is Jesus Christ, or the object of faith is Jesus Christ. So, before you receive the object or the material of the things that you are in God for, you must first receive Jesus Christ. When you receive and get hold of Jesus Christ personally in a relationship, then the thing that you are believing God for comes to you. That's why you find out that John, when he's writing, he's saying, in the beginning was the Word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and it was in the beginning with God. And nothing was made which was made except by God's word. So faith yes God, is got its contingence, number one, in the person of Christ. Faith is is its value in the character or in the weight of Christ. That which Christ said about you or that which the word says about you is the one that gives preeminence for the manifestation of the material things that I believe in God for. The Bible says by faith elders, they secured a good testimony because of faith. And the elders that are being spoken of, these are the metrics, these are the patriarchs, the likes of Deborah, the Bible says Deborah believed that we can conquer our enemies and she went unto Barak and she said unto Barak, let's go and fight this battle, we are going to win the battle. Barak, being a man, he refused because he was timid, he was afraid. And the Bible says Deborah went after Sisera, and Caesarea when she realized that the battle against him versus Deborah was not going to be winnable, the Bible says Sisera went away and when Cicero went away, the Bible says, Deborah prayed unto God that the costolers and the stars may fight on her behalf. By faith, the stars, for the first time, they fought for humanity. So faith is the one spiritual element that needs to be engaged in by every believer if things are going to happen in your life, number one, and if you're going to represent the purposes of God, and if the will of God is going to be revealed upon you. Faith is the weapon that is used sometimes to win battles in our life. The Bible says by faith we understand that the worlds that we see were framed, fashioned or equipped for their intended purposes by the word of God. So by faith we know that the world that we live in was framed by the word of God. So the foundation of the world that we are in, the foundation of our ecosystem, is founded in the Word of God by faith. So you find out that God is a different builder, is a different architect. The Bible in the book of uh, Psalms uh, 24, Subsection 1 says uh, that the earth is the Lord's world and those that go in it and its fullness thereof, he has founded it upon the seas. If you go to an engineer right now who has just graduated from this university or from Pretoria University, they would tell you that if you want to build a formidable and a strong building, don't build on a waterlogged area, or else you must put reinforcement. But the Bible is telling us that the world in which we are right now is founded upon the waters, the seas. And by faith, what makes the foundation of the earth to be strong is God's word. So which means if we subtract God's word on the foundation of this earth, we are going to sink. If we take the word of God on the foundation of the formation of this earth, this earth is nothing and it's going to be destroyed. So you find out the formability of the earth and the tangibility of the earth is founded in the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So faith has got many, 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 many dimensions and purposes. But one major dimension that our faith is is to make the invisible to be visible. And give evidence of the invisibility so that the invisibility may become visible, so that thing that is not tangible may be tangible. The Bible in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, section 3, it says that uh, Blessed is unto God the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blesses us with the spiritual blessings in the heavenly blessings. We simply means that the blessings that you are coveting this afternoon, the blessing that you are saying, God, I need a blessing in every aspect and last latitude of your life. The Bible says it's already hanging in the heavenly places in Christ. So, the vehicle that you can use, or the transporter scientifically that you can use and spiritually, is faith. To transport that which is locked in the realm of the spirit and manifest in our life. So, which means if I don't operate in faith, I'm going to cry to God and say, I need a blessing, yet my blessing is already on my way. But the blessing is not coming to me. Why? Because the vehicle and the channel, the pathway in which the blessing should reach you is called faith. So, if you don't use faith and use boldness, things are not going to happen in life. The Bible says, Let us approach the throne of God, with boldness, so that we may receive grace. With uh, tenacity, so that we may receive mercy. So to use it in the gate of judgment. So when I'm approaching the presence of God, or the, the, the throne of God, sometimes I don't need to actuate faith. I just have to go with boldness. When I need to be saved, I just need to be bold and believe with conviction in my life that Jesus Christ died for me that's why when we are calling for people that wants to receive Christ, we don't say those that have good faith that Christ died for them come and receive Christ. You need boldness. If you want to approach the, the, the presence of God, you need boldness. That's why the, the Bible says that at one particular time, the devil was seen. When he was seen, he entered the, the presence of God, which means he did not need to have faith for him to enter the presence of God. He needed boldness and he was in the presence of God. But when it comes to us in this other side of the universe, if we need things to happen in prophecy, if prophecy is going to to be manifested in our lives, we need to manifest it within the premises and the lenses of faith. The human nature is very unique in such a way that we are trained scientifically, usually in our lives, and we are trained through our senses to relate and interact with our nature, with our ecosystem. So the day you enroll at school, formally or informally, what they are trying to do is to train you scientifically so that you may relate with the world. They train your senses to relate with the ecosystem, but you find out that there is a world that is beyond your senses. That means ritual training for you to access that world. Science believes that for a person to be active in this environment and ecosystem, that person must know scientifically how to deal with things. The reason why science was given to us, it was not given unto us so that we access our blessings, no? Because there is a way that we must route if we need the blessings of God. The reason why science was given to humanity is for us to, to interpret our lives. But science believes that our eyes, they are 20 20, which means our eyes can see, but in as much as they can see far, there are things that our eyes cannot see okay two principles in which humanity is trained number one we are trained in skill we are trained scientifically as well so in as much as science believes that our eyes they see 20 20 there are things that your eyes will never see and the things and levels that your eyes is not going to access if a tiny insect divides you right now you may try to look for it. Sometimes you may not see it. Why? Because it's so tiny that your eyes cannot see. But science tells us that for you to know that something has bitten you, you use the direction of the pain so that you go and see the place where the insect is biting you. Now you are using the direction of pain, not your eyes. Why? Because your eyes are limited. They are patterns that your eyes cannot see. So you find out that if your eyes cannot see now, you must engage into another rain, which is spiritual rain, that can be brought by faith. It is very possible that you can be a child of God, believe in God, but don't act in faith. Blessings the woman, because faith, they are looking for a type of a vision of the person that believes in faith. So there is a vision that God is creating this afternoon of a woman and a man who acts in faith not a person who's presumptuous you must understand that there's a difference between being presumptuous there's a difference between being passionate about things there's a difference between being ambitious and having faith you may be passionate about god's move in your life passion does not move god in life only faith ambition does not move god in your life only faith. Even your desire, only without faith, cannot move God in your life. The Bible, in the book of Colossians, chapter one, subsection sixteen, now it tells us some of the things that faith can do. The Bible says, "For by him we know that all things were created that are in heaven, come on, Sabbath, shout heaven; yes. and that are in earth, come on, Sabbath, shout earth. Yes. Visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers." All things were created by him and him. So you find out that all the principalities, powers, dominions that are in the heavenly places were created by God. But that we understand by the word of God. The invisible world, it controls the visible world. The invisible world is more permanent, it's more perpetual than the visible world. So which means what I see is ephemeral. It's only a manifestation of that which is already in the realm of the spirit. If you look at our solar system, okay, let's look at Earth. Earth itself, is, it's like a globe. When you are looking at it around the Earth, there are forces of the spirit that are around the Earth that are making the Earth to sail or to suspend or to buoyant within the the universe. So you find out uh, that. Around the earth there are a myriad, and billions of spirits that are visible and that are real than the spirits that we see here. Around the earth there is a bigger world, that spiritual world, that is more tangible than the world that we are seeing today. So the realm of the spirit is more real than its looks. The extent at which the realm of the spirit is real is that you need to have the word of God to understand the extension of the reality of the, of, the spirit, of the realm of the spirit. So, the advantage that I have, you and me have, is that there are spirits, numerous spirits, that are around the solar system called the earth that do not have the advantage that you and I have. The advantage that I have is that I have a duality of existence or am a dual being, which means i can relate with my physicality by my physical body then i can relate with the spirituality with my spirit. so when i'm walking now I, I'm, I'm i'm not a physical being i'm a spirit that is trapped in a body your spirit i told you last week that is older than you it's 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 2024 years older than you so it knows things that you don't know that's why sometimes the Holy Spirit comes, ministers to you things that transpired even before you were born. Why? Right? Because your spirit lifts the world that your body never lived, and your body only gives you access to the earth. And we know that our body is only an instrument of execution. We want to execute that which has been pronounced. And proposed from the realm of the spirit. So if God is saying that my people must prosper, your body is an execution of the prosperity that is in the realm of the spirit. If God is saying that healing must be built in how ten, your body becomes an execution of the healing that has been proposed already and adjudicated in the realm of the spirit. When God is saying that my people are rising up, there's already rising up in the realm of the spirit. So your body now is an execution of the rising that is already in the realm of the spirit. When God is saying that my people are experiencing a revival, a revival is already in the realm of the Spirit. Your God is an execution that is executing the revival that's already in the realm of the Spirit. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place. So when we talk of people that are dying, when we say a person is dying in the realm of the Spirit, there is no death the spirits in the realm sometimes it's very perplexed when you speak of death why because in the realm of the spirit there is no cessation of life to us, death is when a person has given up the ghost and the body is no longer active but when my body is not active in this realm it doesn't mean that my spirit is not active in another world that's why our preaching must prepare us for the other world that we are going to go to so which means the moment you say daddy has gone he has only left this world, and he has only left the realm that he was in. Maybe God has said your time is enough. Now your spirit now is active in another realm. So when your spirit is active in another realm, you, 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 you are meant to forget the realm where you are. Do you, the disadvantage that we have as people of God is that when God created you and me, watch this, he did not give us the privilege to be conscious in the realm where we are coming from. So our consciousness only came in this physical realm. So that's why it's very difficult for us to understand and appreciate the realm that I'm talking about. If God could have given us consciousness before we were created and come here, if we were, it was going to be easy for you to say, Amen, when I say the realm of the Spirit is more real than the physical realm. Why? Because you are coming from a realm where you are conscious, we are walking on the roads that are made with God. You are looking at the fields that are full of emeralds. You are looking at the uh, the throne of God, the throne of mercy that's glittering. You are looking at, at a world where Jesus Christ says, and to his disciples, I'm going to my bedding so that I create mansions for you. So when you are coming from that world and a preacher comes to you and, and says that what we are seeing right now is ephemeral, you are, not going, you are going to believe it because consciously you know the world. The challenge with humanity is that whenever God gives us the opportunity to build our future, we we'll always build our future based on where we are coming from. Why? Because we only know where we are coming from and we are unsure of where we are going. Which means our 2024 right now, the way you are thinking, the way you are acting, you are acting on the premise of where you are coming from, 2023, 2022, downwards. Because you don't know what 2024 holds. Your mind and your consciousness is more conscious about 2023. That's why the business idea that we had in 2023 of starting a small style of selling tomatoes with the same business idea that we had in the year 2024, while well, was consciously, you can't believe that God is going to give you a conglomerate company that are going to run, you are going to be owning banks, you are going to be owning buildings, not only in South Africa but around the world. So no matter how much you try to get your mind to that reality, your mind takes you back to yesterday that last year you were receiving a salary of 3K, last year you were receiving a salary of 10K, last year people rejected you. So uh, what do you think you are in this credit 2024 and where are you going to get the money to finance that which you are thinking? But if God can make us conscious right now, that's why you see a billionaire like Motsapel, if he becomes broke today, next day if you meet up with him and ask him for his business proposal, you'll find out that he'll tell you that I'm thinking of going and taking over Angola, all the mines in Angola. But he's broke. The reality of where he's coming from is giving him information. The reality of the world that he lived in managed that you had is the one that is informing his decision. So your reality is the one that informs the decision. So because we are in the physical, our decisions are informed so much by our physicality. To the extent that even now, if I say there are a million angels right now, your reality is that you know I've never met such things. So your reality will come you know maybe he's thinking about it. Right now as I'm talking to you, there are angels here. Yeah. But you need to get yourself in the realm of the Spirit to understand that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let me so show you this reality when I'm talking about people who have died. We cry for three days for a month for a person that has died, but the realm of the Spirit is happy. The Bible says when Jesus Christ gave up the ghost, That was not the end of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, he went unto the heavens. And when he went unto the heavens, he found something that was alive, the devil. Which means the devil today is alive. Why? Because it's a spirit. And the Bible says, Jesus Christ dispossessed the devil of the keys of deity. And he took the souls. Apostle Peter now told us that Jesus Christ preached unto the matrix. And the souls that they died without Christ, the souls of the people like Samuel, because Christ at that time when they died, had not, been, had not yet been revealed for them to receive Christ. The Bible says they were still now preaching in the streets of Jerusalem. If you read, there is a man called Divas, a rich man named Lazarus, the poor man. The Bible says Divas was so cute rich to the extent that he used to enjoy his finances. But there was a man by the name Lazarus, we had nothing. We used to eat bread uh, from his table and licking his wounds. The Bible says that it came a time that Lazarus died, Divas died. still you you find out that now we are being told another life that they are living. The Bible says after they left, they left, they left the physicality. They were captured in another dimension. The Bible says divers he was in Hades crying to Lazarus who was. On the eighth bosom of Abraham, divers, he said unto Lazarus, can you at least dip your finger into the water and give me, because when I am, is hot. Which simply shows you that divers was too conscious, so the intelligence of divers was still there. That when I was in physicality, I used to send people to go. Then he wants to send Lazarus to go and fetch water for him. The conscious againness of Lazarus was still there because when he looked, he knew and he saw that it was, this was diverse. The rich man who was rich, when we were in another dimension, and the Bible says, A word came unto Davis unto, unto that you know where you are and where we are, even though we can see each other, there's a chasm. We cannot communicate, we cannot interact. Then he had another question intelligence. He you knew that he for the brothers in another room, and he said, can you at least send a preacher to my brothers? Because I left them, they were not worshiping God. So I don't want them to come where I am. And the Bible says he was told that we have got Moses there. We have got Prophet Brian there. We have got Pastor Chagal there. We have got all pastors and prophets that are there. If they cannot listen to them, they are going to join you here. So intelligence was still there in that realm of the spirit. So you find out that there is a world that's more real than where we are. Can I prophesy? sign? Like a Amen. So you find out that our only advantage now, because I told you that we we're not given the privilege to tap and to have consciousness in the realm of the spirit where we are coming from. So, our advantage now comes with the visionary experiences through prophets and dreams. If God can give you an experience visionally to tap into another realm of the spirit, then you start to see things in the realm of the spirit. Then you come back in your physicality. Then your faith is boosted. If God can take you in your dream, then He makes you to experience the realm of the spirit. If you come back, then you start to believe better. If God can take you and push you, like what I always tell you, that when prophecies come into your life, prophecy comes to push you to that dimension. And when you're in that dimension, what keeps you in that dimension is transformation. And what transforms in the Word of God, you'll find out that when you're dealing with religion, religion conforms, religion reforms. But relationship transforms. What we have with Jesus Christ is a relationship that transforms into a better being into a better vision of what god wants us to become i don't know if i'm talking to somebody in this place okay. so the entire economy of bible faith is based on god's word, based on the personality of jesus and based on what god has said about you the promises that god has given unto you what does faith do faith commits god in your life faith commits god in our face. Faith commits God in the face of humanity. Luke 1, text 7, The moment God commits Himself to the face of men, impossibility vanishes. The Bible says in the book of Luke 1:7, for with God nothing is impossible. So the impossibilities they are moved away by faith. When we move in faith and we allow Jesus Christ to be part and parcel of our life you'll find out that the impossibility will move out. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place. Number two, faith represents, number one, your commitment, your conviction, and your persuasion. When you've got faith and you operate in faith, it represents something about you. Which, number one, your commitments, your persuasions, and your convictions to the integrity and the person of Christ And number two, faith is the action that you take as a proof that you believe God. If you are in Christ, then you must believe that he is God and he died for you. So faith is that action that you take. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place. That's why you find out that if you don't act out of the faith that you have, whatever you you are faith in, after offer, it's not going to transpire, not because you don't have faith, but you must couple your faith with action. When I believe that this year, I'm going to have a relationship with God, I must act it out by being a woman and a man of prayer, this action. If I believe that I'm going to have spiritual encounters. What should I do? There must be an action where I must read the word of God because you cannot encounter God in, in, in Essling. You, you cannot encounter God in Pretorius. You encounter God in the streets of his world. The problem with a lot of people, they want to encounter God, but they spend most of their time in Essling, in Ressick. They spend most of their time in Futterbolt, but the streets where you can find God and meet God and encounter him, are the strength that are provided in God's world. That's why you find out that if there was one thing that uh, made Christ to be happy was, 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 was faith. And if there was one thing that astounded Jesus Christ, especially around his disciples, was faith. All the miracles that Jesus did, he did on the premise of people's faith. So you find out that healing does not stand alone. Healing is coupled and it has got its foundation and basis in faith. Deliverance has got its foundation and basis in faith. Power has got its foundation and basis in faith. That's why the Bible says, when Jesus Christ saw a blind man, he said unto the blind man, do you want to be healed? And the blind man said yes. And Jesus Christ said, your faith has healed you. Which means the foundation and the basis of the healing that this man was looking for was faith. When Jesus Christ entered a city, the Bible says he could not do many miracles. Why? Because of their unbelief. So the basis of miracles and the foundation of miracles is faith. Amen. The Bible says at one particular time, Jesus Christ said unto his disciples, let us cross over. Your crossing over is pretty much in faith. The Bible says Jesus Christ, he remained. The Bible says when they were going sailing, it was now late in the night. Jesus Christ started to walk on top of water. What is he doing? He's defying the systems that are physical and sensual. Amen. He's defying your, your, your touch. He's defying your, your sight. He's defying your feelings. He's defying everything that makes up your senses. The Bible says, Peter uh, said unto Jesus, If it's you, bid me so that I come. And the Bible says, Jesus Christ said unto Peter, come. So this simply means that when Peter is walking, he's not just walking, but he's walking on the basis of the foundation of faith, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the world, and that word becomes the basis of our faith. So when Jesus Christ said to Peter, come, he's coming on the foundation of that faith. I want to show you this, watch this. If Jesus Christ had not said unto Peter, come, then the other disciples, if they said unto Peter, go. Peter was gonna sing. Why? Well, because the words are coming from me and me. But the words that is coming from Jesus is the foundation of faith. Okay. So as Peter is walking now, he's walking on a few foundation of faith. The Bible says this a science and nature started now to speak to Peter. Bible says there was a wind, which is our senses, ministering unto our senses. The Bible says Peter looked at what was happening when he took off his eyes from the person or the fulcrum of our faith, Jesus Christ. The Bible says he started to sing. Why is this singing? It's because when he he took off his eyes from the person of Christ, Christ is not only a person but is an object of faith. There is the object that cements our foundation in faith. So he took himself away from the object and took himself away from the foundation, and started to sink. The Bible says he cried unto the same Christ, and Christ came, and he took him up. Which simply means that even in your life, regardless and in spite of the storms of life and the winds of life, looking unto Jesus Christ, the order and the finish of your faith, the more you look unto Jesus Christ, looking and guessing unto Jesus Christ, Things that are making other people to sink will not sink you. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place. Things that are making people to fail, you are not going to fail. Why? Because you are looking at Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of your faith. So you authored your faith and it's the one that is going to finish your faith. That's why the Bible speaks of Jairus. Bible says that Jairus, you was a commander. He was a man of authority, he came unto Jesus Christ because he had a problem at home, and he said unto Jesus Christ, my daughter is sick, and Jesus Christ was busy doing whatever he was doing, he had his own mission, and the Bible says, when Jairus went unto Jesus, Jesus Christ said, okay, I'm going to come to your house, and Jairus said unto Jesus Christ, just speak your word. When you speak your word, my daughter is going to be delivered. Why? Because I have engaged your faith. And I understand one thing Jairus was a man of understanding. can I prophesy like a fig? Because Jairus, he was a leader of arrangements. Yet people enter him. And above him, there was a legionnaire, which is authority. Above the legionnaire, because Jairus was a centurion. So, if you look at the hierarchy of the Roman soldier or hierarchy, it was a centurion, and about a centurion, there was supposed to be a legionnaire. From a legionnaire, there was supposed to be a governor. The likes of Pontius Pilate, from a governor, there was supposed to be a sanity. From a sanity, there was supposed to be Julius. From Julius, there was supposed to be more powers. So, Jarius knows that he's a man under authority. He though has got men after him that he always says, Go and the go, come and the come. But he was a man that when the legionnaires say unto Jarius, We want you to go, you could go under authority. So he's saying unto Jesus Christ, You are a man under authority. If you send in the world, your weight is going to heal my daughter. And the Bible says, Jesus Christ said unto Jarius, your daughter is well, because he was perplexed by the faith of Jairus. And the Bible says, while well, Jesus Christ was still talking with Jairus, a servant of Jairus came unto Jairus, and said unto Jairus, your daughter is well. Why? Because when the word was sent, it was said connected to your faith. And the Bible says, when Jesus Christ did that, he said, I want to bought your house, because i a man of faith. If Jesus Christ is going to be attracted and invited by your spirituality, you got here to be a woman and a man of faith. Amen. And Jesus Christ said, it's not enough for us to meet in the streets. I want to go and to be under your roof. Amen. And the Bible says, when he entered the house of Jesus, he then prayed unto the, for, for the damsel. Jesus Christ said, me, we say damsel, rest up again. So, if you need Jesus Christ to come into your life, you need to be a woman and a man of faith. I'm reminded that one particular time, the Bible says people heard that Jesus Christ was in the city, and Jesus Christ was encompassed by a lot of people, and they had their relative who was sick. The Bible says when they realized that they could not access Jesus Christ, they said, What are we going to do? Let us climb upon the roof. When they were on top of the roof, they took off the roof of somebody's house. You would think that Jesus Christ was going to judge them for vandalism. But Jesus Christ, when he looked at them, the Bible says they dropped their relative to Jesus Christ. They They did not care if he dies. Well, they know that the resurrection is here. They think that even if he dies, Jesus was going to resurrect him and he was going to heal him. And the Bible says Jesus Christ stopped what he was doing because he was touching. It was the blinks he faith. and he touched their relative, and the relative was warm. your son like a saint. I know that you are God for a wholeness in your life. You need to do things that are unexpected. If you operate with these things that are normal and conventional things, you are not going to touch God. People of faith, I want to tell you one thing that you cannot separate risk and faith. Every faith that we have is a risk. If you are married, there is a question when it comes to marriage. We have got faith that our marriage is going to work. And there's an element of risk, again, that it may not work. But that risk, a faith if it, it costs a marriage. Amen. The moment you are afraid of risking life, you're not going to have the promise, and you're not going to have the power that comes through faith. Right. I'm mandate of the woman with an issue of the bloody. The Bible says this woman had, had, had a problem of, of, of the issuing of the blood yeah. for 12 years. Yeah. She had tried physicians going to some but nothing was Happening, The Bible says when she tried to go near Jesus Christ, the disciples were pushing them away, which means you need to have faith for you to get to Jesus Christ. Even though Jesus Christ is available for all. But sometimes you need to push yourself through to get Jesus Christ. The Bible says this woman said, even though Jesus Christ is not gonna talk to me, I don't care. I'm gonna touch the hand of Jesus Christ's garment. The Bible says when she touched the hand of garment of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ talked and said, Somebody touched me. And the disciples say unto Jesus Christ. You are saying somebody touched me, and a lot of people are touching you. It's not And Jesus Christ said, No, there is an issuance of power. I see power coming out of my eyes. This touch is a different touch. Others were touching me because of poverty. Others are touching me because they want prophecy. They are touching me because they want deliverance. But this woman, she did not only touch my hand, she touched their hearts. And the falcon and the center of my heart. And this woman, as she was suffering for 12 years, each year 12 years was representing the 12 tribes of Israel. So she was made to prefigure the salvation, the salvation, the righteousness, and the sanctification that was supposed to come from Reuben to Joseph. So she was representing all the errors, the iniquities of all the tribes of Israel. So now when Jesus Christ came, she said, enough is enough. The one who takes away the sins of all men has arrived. She yet John saying that "Look, a man who takes away the sins of humanity. And the Bible says, When Jesus Christ asked the woman was so afraid and she said, It's me who touched you. And Jesus Christ said, Your faith has healed you. It's not me that has healed you. So sometimes don't wait for Jesus Christ to appear in the church. For you to get your deliverance, your breakthrough your power. You've got to understand that the moment you touch him with faith, there is power that comes from the throne room of God and come into your house. If you touch God through your worship, if you touch God through your prayer, there is power that comes from the throne room of God. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this village. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, he went out of Jerusalem, and when he went out of Jerusalem, he met up with a Canaanite woman. The life of Jesus Christ has jurisdictions and boundaries. When Jesus Christ came to the world, God said he Jesus. You're supposed to go around the wall of Jerusalem to Galilee to Judea. But you're not supposed to go to Philippi. You're not supposed to go to the lands of the Gemini and the territories. And this woman knew that because she was a patent person of the commonwealth of Israel But she had determined in herself that the day I'm gonna meet this man Jesus Christ I'm gonna get my deliverance and my healing The Bible says when Jesus Christ entered that particular territory The woman ran after Jesus Christ and said to Jesus That you got to heal my daughter Demons have been vexing my daughters. The devil has been using my daughter. Jesus Christ said unto this woman that I was not sent for you guys. I was sent for the Jewish community, for the ships that belong to the fold of God. And this woman was very stubborn. I told you that if you're a woman of faith, you got to be stubborn. And she said unto Jesus Christ that I'm not going to let you go unto my daughter's place. And Jesus Christ said, I ain't going to give the bread that belongs to children to dogs. And Jesus Christ, after saying that, the woman says, and Jesus said, that even dogs, they eat the, the crumbs that falls from the temple of their master, that touched the life of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ said, Where is your daughter? The daughter of this woman, had been taken to hell by the demons. And Jesus Christ said, Don't worry, I'm going to go to hell. Deliver the Total from hell and present your Total to you. I don't know if I'm to somebody in this spirit. So sometimes, even if you don't have faith, you got to have people that have faith on your behalf. The Bible says that if you have got faith, it's more as a master's seed. You are going to say to this mountain, to be removed from there and be cast in the waters." What time go you mount before a really science? Yeah? You are going to be a flat, not by maxing, you not know, by power. There are mountains in our lives, in our families, in our businesses that are standing as blocks, but are sign, life. That the mountain that is generational, mountain from your village, mountain that's a great place. I'm prophesying that if you body is like that the master is sick, you can't believe that this mountain is going to be removed. What's going to remove this mountain is not your masters. This kingdom is not a kingdom of muscles. it's a kingdom of faith. So I prophesy like a faith? I'm having this from the Bible. Apostle Paul says unto Timothy, that Timothy, when I remember the faith, in you is the same thing that holds in your bread the loss and it is the same thing that works in your mother you see and um, I am I convinced that it is the same thing that holds in you. So sometimes you don't need to have faith if you can No amount of death is going to kill a member of me. No amount of discouragement is is going to discourage you. Why? Because by faith, it was not because God took him. And then he received a testimony from God. This man said, they received a testimony not from people, they received testimonies from God. from God. The Bible says, by faith, Noah, when he was warned of the battle and the problem that was about to come, God said, I'm about to destroy the whole earth. The Bible says after he was forewarned, he went on and built and act and eat himself and spirit and stir- And he started to erect his act. Can I talk to somebody in the church. my friend, your family is going to be again. I know that there's going to be persecution. I know that there's going to be judgment. Come on, son, short us all around, <laughs> The Bible says all by the nature They were promised by God of cities that were to come. And they waited upon the cities that God had promised them. But Abraham was a different species and a different being. Promises only were given unto them, but when it comes to Abraham, he said, "I am going to live like I am a perpetual resident of this world. I'm going to live as Jonah, a stranger, so that I see my permanent blessing I prophesy only that life that God's about to give you a lot into a portion. The Bible says by faith Isaac. was saying that I don't want my structure to be based on a structuralist economy of Egypt. Take me to Germany, that is to the structure and the field foundation. The Bible says by faith Moses was given bread. by his mother. And they buried Moses in the river they put him in a carousel manner. And the Bible says after three months they would not hit Moses to the extent that they took now and Moses was taken in the of Pharaoh's daughter. But by faith, when Moses was of age, he refused to be called Pharaoh's son. And he refused to be called a pharaoh's son. Why? because he assumed that his portion and inheritance was in God. I don't him to somebody in this place. And the Bible says by faith he left Egypt, not being afraid. faith, the walls of Jericho they went down. There are a lot of Jericho in your life walls that are standing against my faith. By faith, she was protected and like a virgin. So you find out that by faith, in David, he became one of the greatest kings ever to prophesy in your life. You may be out of the economy of Israel, but like Rahab, I prophesy that by faith things are happening. I prophesy, God, over your life. I prophesy, grace, over your life. I I decide that you are rising up, shall yeah. we know? I declare that you are not what people say that you are. Yeah. We you are what the God says that you are. Yeah. You are a impersonation of God's Word. Yeah. In the God says that you are blessed. from <laughs> yeah. was a night man of fun, and huh? the Bible says, time will not allow me to tell you about But he was a great night man. They are going to look for you and they are going to look for you. I prophesied in the book of Saints that time cannot allow me to talk about David. Why David am saying unto God, but before I go to Jesus, I want to do something mighty, something astronomy to you. Can you allow me to build you a temple? And God says, Thank oh. And the Bible says, thank you, Lord, I allow me to talk about prophecy. They prophesied "The Bible tells me that by the hand of the prophecy, Israel was taken out of Egypt. And by the hand of the prophecy, they preserved in the wilderness. And by the hand of the prophecy, they were the out of kill me. And the Bible tells me that the What's yeah. up? running over the destroyed places of the mountains, and living in caves and caves and walls of the attic. By faith, they survived the youths, they survived the kids. You and me, we are stand in the flats, we can't right? survive. And I am the like a fetish <laughs> And the Bible says all of these with <laughs> oh shit with the cube il semble être dans la